the Spud Goodman Radio Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. He calls to you who, the social outcast. Yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo! And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings. I'm your host, Spud Goodman. Spud <laughs> man. I'm laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> and, and I like to think I'm much more than just another hack on the radio, okay? Truth be told, I oh, maybe I do have some hack in me, but I have more to offer too. Like I or, or this show has been used for many purposes. Feeling a little down, or maybe you're one of those, you know, maybe you're on one of those streaks where nothing is going right. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. I myself can't change the events, you know, or course of your life, but. If you hang with us for the next 58 and a half minutes, you just might, you know, have a bit more pep in your step and, and, and come to understand that maybe things do suck for you right now, but there are others out there, like say me, whose life might be even more messed up than yours. And my mom always told me, misery loves company. So jump on board and enjoy the ride. Okay, well now I need to introduce our show's designated laugher, Chance the Intern, who is filling in for my Aunt Dorothy, uh, who happens to be away, I, I guess for some wedding of a friend. They're, they're having it in Laughlin, Nevada, I heard. Hey, are, are you cool with your fiancé partying all night long there? I, I know my aunt can handle her liquor, but, but still, some things may stay in Laughlin, but venereal disease returns with you when you get back home. Does anyone really believe that story? I'm also very much of a germaphobe, by the way. Uh, how about giving us a decent chuckle? Well, she is the maid of honor, and I totally trust Dorothy Spud. Okay. But I have heard you have massive amounts of penicillin at your apartment. I guess you're always prepared for that, huh? Listen, the penicillin is for, like, possible rabies or, or sinus infections. So why pause to take a pill? If you say so... And I just did. Do you want me to laugh now to the show's listeners? I can do this job. Uh, how's this? Uh, ha, 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 Um, I guess I should be lowering my expectations now. Uh, but can you put more effort into it? Uh, ha, 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 ha. Okay. I thought it was a pretty good chuckle, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever's right. And, and now I have to acknowledge our show's temporary permanent co-host, uh, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, this is your moment to shine, so make the best of it and do not blow it. Oh. Uh, right, okay. Uh, well, my name is Gerald Holcomb, and I, I already I... said your name. You know, repeating oh. things is becoming a real issue with you. You might want to see a well, doctor about it. Could be the first sign of, say, a mental, you know, decline. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. You should try some of that ginkgo biloba stuff. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm not in decline, Spud. Well, uh, listen, I'm just suggesting. Can I say now? 
how excited I am about this show and how well, I'm looking... I, I think we're all well aware how excited you are right now. I am. I mean, excited would not be the word I would use if I was you. Uh, how about grateful what? or thankful or maybe humbled? Oh, well, I, I am a very humble man at all times. Really? Uh, yeah, including right now. Humility is not one of your main strengths, Gerald. I well. mean, always comparing yourself to Glenn Beck or, oh yeah, Bill O'Reilly. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. It comes off that you have an overblown sense of self, at least professionally. I think our community college intern just called you a blowhard, like those thrown off the air, you know, gas bags. I. Okay, Chance. How can you say that about me? I am highly humble and, I might add, extremely modest. Uh, yeah, okay, if you say so. Uh, can say can so. we move on here? I wanted to bring up a topic that seems to be open for discussion after our last staff meeting. I'm okay with sharing this with the listeners. So let's just see how they feel. Oh, are, are you referring to my suggestion to reduce the length of our programs, bud? Yes, I am. Uh, you listen. If you want to do this on the air, I have no problem with it. Good. It's a very sound proposal. You know, time is the most valuable commodity we have here on Earth. Of course, later in heaven, we will all be off the clock uh, for those selected to make it there. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I know you are betting I am never allowed into heaven, okay? Well. You've said so on this show on more than a few occasions. I will just say that you do not have a vote on this one. I, I still have hope, so don't try and screw things up for me in some slanderous prayer that you might send out, all right? Blackballing me, you know, from getting an afterlife is just not right. There has to be a commandment on that one. You, listen, I have never flat out stated you won't one day experience an afterlife. You've, you've, well, I think you have. Here's what I've said. It's just looking to me like it will be in another location than heaven. That, that's a special place for special people. Um, I'm about to take a shower, brush my teeth, have a long day today. Um, you know, you're kind of making it sound like there's a short bus and only a handful of people are going to be led on it for that final trip. Let the record show I reject your position. It is still a possibility for me. I don't think so. Can we get back to that proposal to reduce the length of the show? Put me down as a yes. An hour show is hev a heavy lift for an intern. Something shorter would be much appreciated. Well... I am a firm hell no. I will be offering a counterproposal at the next staff meeting, and that will be an expansion of this show to 90 minutes. I really need more time to express myself. Shut up and dribble. Well, truth be told, I, I would never have even considered the benefits of reducing the length of this program. But after the leaders of my church made the bold decision to reduce reduce our church service at what? the Church of Latter-day Saints to the Sunday worship service. You know, Spud, I've told you it used to be three hours. Now it's down to two. Really? And I got to tell you, it's changed my perspective. It was a game changer. And brevity is a highly undervalued concept. Shorter is better. Trust me. I promise you. Um, I do not trust you, it that, first of all, and you can't compare this radio show to a Mormon church service. We don't tithe here. 
Though, you know, it might be a good business decision. Uh, but anyway, in my opinion, shorter is not always better, dude, okay? We will discuss this further later on. But right now, I need to introduce our musical guest. It, just, uh, are you... Is that I, toilet paper you're stuffing I, in your ears? Yeah, yeah, because I forgot my earplugs tonight, and after the sound check with the band, I thought it would probably be a good idea. Okay, you little wuss. All right, well, please say hello to Mocklock. Spud Goodman Show. Uh, 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 uh
You're a genuine national treasure. And I hope in the future that the company will hoist the flag up yours and fly you proudly at the top of the mast. Uh, Spud, yeah. your first guest, J.B. Smoove, is waiting to speak with you. Now, you really like J.B., right? Uh, yeah, he's a great guest and, and one of the funniest dudes on Earth. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. He is really funny. Uh, yeah, well, I, I remember from his prior appearances on the show that everyone in the studio really cracks up at what he has to say. But I'll admit, though, I have a hard time keeping up with what he's saying. He talks really fast. Because he has so much to say. He is a fountain of wisdom. You should take notes during this interview as you might learn some life lessons from JB. I am open to learn a new life lesson or two. Yeah, at my age, I seriously doubt if I could learn any new life lessons. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one goes in your mouth. But I, I will try to pay attention to what he has to say. Good for you. Now put him through. Here, here he is. Welcome back to the show. One of our favorite, okay, okay, maybe our very favorite human in the world. The one and only Mr. JB Smoove. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I, I love, I love being at the top of your list. You know, I just love it. Of course. So, like, we, we, we have a rapport and we have this thing. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Now, now that you said it, as you said it, I want to make sure that I keep my status. You know, I don't want to lose points. I'm like an Uber, Uber star. You know what I mean? I'll make sure I got five stars. That's all I'm trying to say. You're an automatic five-star. Everybody knows that. Well, let me say, you'll be you'll be appearing at the Moore Theater in Seattle on August 23rd. Tickets are now available. And you're in the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. You could be one of the hardest-working dudes in showbiz. Notice I said one of, because I know you also do need some JB time too, right? I do need some JB time, man. I got to stay busy. You know, I do a lot of things. And then I get lucky, and everything kind of comes out at the same time. We got the new season of Curb Enthusiasm. We got Spider-Man. You know, I got damn vanilla commercials on TV. Yes. Vanilla Crown Royal. It's a, I got kind of fitness commercials going on. Same yes. Time. This is this is what it's all about to be uh, 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 a wanted. And, and a, you know, and I, I, I love the phone to ring. You know, and I just love being busy and myself uh, in the mix. You know, because there's, 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 there's a lot of speed going on right now with social media and and, and how things are done now as opposed to when I first started doing stand-up and acting and that kind of stuff. So this is all, you know, seeds that have been planted years ago. Just building a brand and a style and having fun with it, man. And being able to be on a short Kirby enthusiasm helps because, you know, we, we, you know, every other year a new season comes out. People anticipate it. Yes. And now being a part of this Marvel Universe is it's is a great new starting point because I feel like, you know, this is the biggest movie I've ever done. So for me, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to even going higher, you know? Absolutely. No. Yeah. There should be no limit. There should be no limit to your career. Well, hey, before we get too far into this conversation with this being a radio show, can I ask what you're wearing right now? Me, I'm wearing like a, a T-shirt and Pittsburgh Pirates hat on it and pants, too. Man, I'm wearing a straight robe right now. I'm, I'm robing it up. Ooh. My robe, this robe that I got is very unique. This robe, can, if I, I can wear this outside, you know, if I wanted to. It's, it's one of those robes. 
Super. It has like a pocket square on it. You know, it's made out of like a felty kind of corduroy style. Yeah. It's, 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 it locks in. Matter of fact, it's the inside of it is made out of Ziploc material. So it locks in the wall and the, and the feel. You know what I'm saying? And it has a pocket. The pocket. It has an inside pocket where it, the lining is made out of fire-resistant uh, 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 material. So I could put a lit cigar in it. You know what I mean? Wow. It's cool. Damn. Yeah, it's just a little cool. It's, all, it's, a, it's a trick that one. But I, but I can't find the damn belt. I lost the damn belt in this damn road. But it's all good. It's all good. I'll find the belt. So you're just hanging loose on it publicly. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> I got a hold of my hand. Yeah, all right. Well, I got to touch on briefly. Like you just you just mentioned season ten of Curb. Um, Leon Leon Black is going to be back, and that's what everybody needs to know because you're not going on strike or anything. Because we need to see more Leon. It's more Leon, bro. Leon is definitely coming back. We got double out new season, man. Uh, this is season ten. Yeah, season ten of Curb. But this is big because when I first met Larry in season six. You know, I asked Larry how long was he gonna go, and to be honest, to be honest, I think I think last season, season nine, I think everybody should thank me for. I willed that season. You know, I was a spoiler. I was a guy that twisted his arm. You know what I mean? And I put out there that Larry was gonna do season nine. And next thing you know, he hadn't even made his mind about, about season nine. I willed it. I willed it. I forced his hand. I made Larry do season nine of season of enthusiasm. After that long break between season, the New York season, yeah. I willed it, and Larry came back. And if you know, the world's you know, in your debt. The world's in your debt, JB. I'm telling you, this should be in my debt. Now season ten is done. Now I did make a suggestion to Larry, but he didn't. He didn't take. He didn't. He didn't do it. But because Game of Thrones was ending, I told Larry. We should all grow beards in and carry swords around and put swords on our belt. That way we look medieval. Heck yeah. But he said, nah. He said, nah, we're doing, we're doing work. So I said, okay, you're right. You know, no. I got caught up in the Game of Thrones thing, so yeah. it's okay. Well, but season 10 is here. Season 10 will be here. And uh, he hasn't given us an official date yet, but season 10 is coming. Well, wow, I just, I'm just so excited, so excited. Um, well, people want to know the process of the show. Let me let's let me hit you with this quick one. Um, it's it's obviously had a huge impact on other comedy shows. The improv component. Have you guys? Have you personally ever like fed Larry, uh, Larry David a line or two? Uh, you know, for him or or when you got you know when you guys go off on a riff or does everyone stay in their own lane and just focus on their own character? Well, when you improvise, that's the good thing about about improvising uh, improv. You get a chance to, you know, there's two two levels to it, which is there's a, a level where you you listen, and you know sometimes the best improvise is just setting up the story for the person, and I I, I have to make a conscious decision when I'm working with Larry or one of the other actors, I have to sit there and say, okay, do I want to have Larry back? Or do I want to go against them? So, for comedy purposes, I gotta—I'll I'll hear what's going on from Larry because we don't even rehearse. We we don't say any lines during rehearsals. We just kind of walk through it, set the shot up, and we go from there. So we get the outline, about ten pages, eight ten pages of outline of the story of the episode, and I gotta really constantly think about 
how do I want to approach this scene? And I, I, I started to think about what's going to give me the most money and also what's going to be able to, I can bring it up later, right. improvise it later and actually do a callback. So that is kind of my process. And yes, I sometimes Larry slow pitches stuff, you know, to me. And I, and I do the same thing to him. I'll set him up. You know, he'll ask me a question. Sometimes I'll follow a question with another damn question, which is breaking the rules. But sometimes I need clarity on his question. Right. Which allows me to give him, you know, uh, good, bad advice. Right. Which is what Leon does great. All right. Know. All right. Excuse me, Spud. What? Wait, I know you really enjoy speaking with JP. Yes, I do. Well, you know, I could set you up with some witty banter. You know, tee up an easy laugh for you if you gave me just a little bit more latitude to improvise. You know, like what they do on that Curb Your Enthusiasm show. Uh, hey, JV, just a sec. Well, the first problem with that suggestion is we're not a TV comedy show or a radio talk show. My job is to penetrate the walls, put up on my guests, and get them to discuss stuff that they might not do if not for my highly developed interviewing skills. Yeah, their show is funny and ours, uh, not so much. Well, th there are some brief moments of humor on this show. Remember when I got Anderson Cooper to, to giggle laugh in, in my interview with him? Listen, all I'm saying is, if you gave me some room to breathe creatively, or if I could improvise when the no, moment is right, no. I could create some magic for you here. Um, you know I'm not into pulling rabbits out of a hat or card tricks, man. Just let me get back to JB. No, comedy magic. But oh yeah, fine, get back to JB. Well, let me hit, let me hit you with this. Uh, your stand-up career, I mean, the tour, everything. Yeah. I, I just want to know: do you, do you change up the material much depending on what part of the country you're in? Like, you know, like, you know like lay off the redneck jokes in the deep south, or maybe do only those jokes and see where it leads. I kind of, I kind of feel it out. I, my, my first ten, about ten minutes. I'll, I'll write, I'll write new stuff. I'll write stuff that people like. I like, I like to address the elephant in the room. That's the first thing I, that's the first rule that I follow. The elephant in the room means something topical, something from the city, something in the room, something on stage, something I'm wearing, something this guy right in the front row, right in front of me is doing. I, I, I or I, I have to address the acoustics, uh, uh, the, the layout, uh, anything and everything I feel like that people can immediately get pulled into my world quickly. And I'll do that. I'll, I'll play with that. Because that's kind of what, uh, that's relatable. Something relatable quick. And then that's how I get my show going. Right. And that makes every show a little unique. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely true. All right, man. I, I, I could, I would want to talk with you for like ten days straight, but I know you got to go. So let me <laughs> let, let, let me say again: you have a new Spider-Man movie titled Far From Home at theaters everywhere on the planet, and, and and you'll be appearing on tour around the country. Stop it in Seattle on eight twenty-three at the Moore Theater. Thank you so much for coming back on our show, because we love you, man. Hey, man, I love you guys, man. I always appreciate the love, man. And you guys always do a great job, man. Always be talking to you guys. And I'm going to be in there a day early. Who knows? Maybe I'll stop by. Me. And, um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to go to Seattle because that team has got uh, rescheduled. And I'm so happy everybody's being patient. And I can't wait to get there. Thank you, man. Mr. J.B. Smooth.
Hi, Mr. Trump, can I, can I call you Donald or... Tell I... me whatever you want. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Long-term goals, uh, President King, uh, I mean, you nah, can do anything. Just, anything. just want to keep it going. Have a All good right. time. Thank nice you seeing much. you, my friend. Be good. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Uh, Spud. Yes. Well, I, I'm being told that our show's resident sex therapist, uh, Christine Gregson, is holding for you. Well, put her through. Do you want me to do a, a, her plug for her blog? That's part of the deal, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, listen, you can read Christine's blog at YourSexLife.com, and here she is. Say hello to our show's resident sex therapist, Christine Gregson. Thanks for doing this again. We, we appreciate it. It's my pleasure. I found this to be quite a lot of fun. Really? That's, that's, that's good yeah, to hear. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've always thought when I talk about sex with a woman, they're, they're basically repulsed. You know, seriously, I mean, you, <laughs> can be, you can be honest here. Do, do I creep you out just a little bit when I bring up sex stuff, <laughs> you know, to discuss? What, what do you think? I know you're a professional and, and I've heard most everything sex related, but there must be some clients who, who you make your job a little tough. No worries, bud. Um, I can assure you that I've had many clients over the years that have broached sexual topics that much more borderline appropriate in really? society's eyes than what we've discussed on this show. I think you're fine. Oh, well, that's good to hear. Well, what I wanted to talk about is the need, you know, some, you know, okay, me, you know, have wearing certain clothing while having sex. I've read about people who can only, you know, get into it with like leather products on or, or say their partner wearing cheerleader costumes, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh. I myself have never understood the leather thing, though. I mean, I like a really cool, you know, black leather jacket, but not in a bedroom as, you know, oh. those leather outfits would seem to be so hot hot when we, we know when you're actually having sex and I sweat enough you know so I'd be drenched after a few minutes yeah um, erotic clothing can be an important part of some couples love making mm -hmm. but as to what type of clothing that is strictly personal okay I wouldn't attempt to advise anyone as to what is or is not appropriate to wear in the bedroom well that that's good to hear, you know, because yeah. I do have a preference to usually have one thing on when when it looks like sex will be happening. I've uh, you know I've worn a Pittsburgh Pirates hat since you know grade school. My my grandmother gave me my first one for Christmas in the fourth grade, and yeah, it's kind of beat up after all these years. My head did kind of grow, so it barely fits. And I don't I don't wear that one often. I have a bunch of newer ones and a, a, few, a few from other teams too. You know you know when I want to push the envelope, and and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Okay, I'm kind of worried that. I've made wearing my comfort hat a necessary trigger before I can have sex. I, I don't know if I could, you know, like per perform without it. And that's, that's, that's given up, you know, too much power, you know, wearing the hat, I guess, don't you think? Or is that, I'm giving it too much power. It's, it's Well, not it's necessarily. If your baseball hat gives you comfort and allows you to gain satisfaction sexually, I would say don't overthink it. Are you trying to break this pattern of behavior, like taking the hat off in the bedroom? Well, not right away, but I, I got to thinking, what if something happens to it? You know, my original one, like if there's a fire, and, or all my hats, you know, what if they all burn up? I don't know. I have this metal lockbox in my bedroom that I, I store them in, but what if I forget to, like, shut it? You know, or someone breaks in and steals them. Where would, where would I be? Impotent. You know, that's where I'd be. Well, are, if you're saying that you're worried that you'd be sexually impotent without your baseball hat, then yes, 
it's an issue that you might want to take a look at. That's Have you tried having sex without it? Um, you mean with another person? Um, <laughs> well, you know, not lately, and, and, and that's why I'm asking here. Should I, should I go for it, like cold turkey, just do it and, and risk disappointing my partner, and more importantly, myself, if I'm rendered useless without it? Well, excuse me, Spud. Yes? W- w- can I interrupt for a brief moment? I think you're doing the right thing here. Seeking help for this, uh, this, I guess, aberrant behavior when it comes to... Aberrant? Yeah. W- when it comes time for a couple to attempt to uh, procreate, you know, bring life into this world, I don't think wearing costumes or favorite hats during this solemn moment is appropriate. Hey, Christine, just a sec. Uh, Dang, you just made sex sound about as exciting as a root canal. You know, I do not attempt to procreate when I have sexual relations with a partner. Jeez, talk about a buzzkill. Well, that is our purpose in life here on Earth. We're not here to just watch TV and play video games. Our assignment is to marry and have children. Why else are we here? I don't know. Maybe to have as much fun as possible until someone sticks in a nursing home, okay? Now just let me get back to Christine if you don't mind. I have returned. What were you saying? Well, Spud, I think that you should take off your baseball hat with a sexual partner that you've developed a trusting bond with. Okay, all right. Someone who would understand that there might be consequences to your change in attire, but would not be judgmental. I think I do know one woman, you know, who could handle it, but I don't know if I want to get used to this myself is I hate to disappoint me, Spud Goodman, you know, that's no fun. I much prefer pleasing myself. That, that, that's kind of the goal. You, you know what I mean? Man, I'm being, they're, they're saying we're out, of, we're out of time. Hey, can you email me your further thoughts on this? Because I would really appreciate it. Sure, I can do that. Talk to you again soon. All right. Very, very cool. Thanks for calling in. Our resident sex therapist, Christine Gregson. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. Hello, people. This is the Spud Goodman Show. We're shotgun kitchen, doing a sound check. We have a vocal check. Check, check, check. Kristen. Just check. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. You know, can we return to what we were discussing earlier? I feel what I proposed in our staff meeting is the wave of the future in entertainment. The length of a program need not go on and on. Listen, I predict very soon all of the TV networks and movie studios will be following the lead of the Mormon church and shorten the time of programming to fit the new demands of all people around the world. I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as. Yeah, right. Like CBS is going to make one of those CSI shows like 11 or 12 minutes. I mean, how many oh, wow. commercials can they pack into that time period? A hint, not enough to pay for the salary of the janitorial staff on their sets. They better not mess with the stuff on Cartoon Network. 
That would be wrong. I would contact my congressman or woman. I guess I need to look up who it is. What are you people? On dope? Chance, what I learned from the decision of our church is that time is a very special thing. When I first heard the edict from church leaders, it was somewhat unsettling. Three hours was accepted to be the required period of time to be there. But now, I have to tell you, it's been like daylight savings time in the spring on Sundays. All of a sudden, we've had to decide what we're going to do with that extra one hour. Oh, no. And I'll tell you, now we could never go back. It was life-changing. Think of all the time we could get back in <sighs> Hollywood. Listen to me. Professional sports, even our school systems, cut back on the time involved in how they do what they do. Listen, I'm now a firm believer. Less is more, Spud. Look, I've tried that one with many women in my life over the years. It's a tough sell. I'm, you know, I have painfully learned that size does matter, if you know what I mean. Truth isn't truth. No, I do not know what you mean. I'll tell you later. Maybe the women you've had relationships were not the type of women that you should be spending time with, Spud. I know my wife has said to me on many occasions, she may prefer a longer love letter from me, but sometimes just a quick note on a simple post-it note with a hand-drawn heart on it still gets the job done. Yeah, n not what I was referring to, but anyway, what? rest assured, I will not be supporting you at our next staff meeting when we're supposed to like further discuss this thing. It's just a stupid idea. I mean, yeah, I I'm not the hardest no. worker in this studio. I, I plead guilty to cutting corners and doing just enough to get by, you know, but reducing my airtime is not negotiable. Yep, you are the laziest person at this station, Spud. That is a fact. Yes! And you are the only one being resistive here, and it's just not a smart move. But just think what you could do with that extra half hour you would get back to enjoy whatever you choose to do, which, I, well, I guess, I actually, I guess that could end up being kind of a self-destructive act, given the choices you tend to make in your personal life daily. And you know what? You will pay the price for those decisions on Judgment Day, like all of us. Um, I'm... You suck! Well, on that Judgment Day thing, yeah. I plan on staging like a robust defense on, on the major, like really bad decisions I made in my life. I'm confident that I will get like a fair hearing, especially if it's like a, a pass-fail situation. I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. But right now, it's time for our musical guest interview, so zip it, all right? Okay. Say hello to our musical guest, Mocklock. Uh, gentlemen, identify yourselves and the instrument you play. I'm Scott Stewart, and I play guitar and do backup vocals. I'm Michael Perkins. I do guitar and vocals. I'm David Wendling. I play bass. And Sean McClure. I play the loud and noisy drums. Super. Well, you guys have a, a new album out on Capacitor Records titled The Age of Anxiety. But before I ask you about the music, can you let me know what age does not bring with it anxiety? Because it, it's been keeping me uh, company since birth. I still have my comfort blanket at my apartment. It's a little beat up, but still usable. How do you guys deal with anxiety? Hmm, good question. We play music <laughs> about anxiety. <laughs> I see. All right, super. And age could be, you know, uh, it could be like age as in, you know, amount of years on the planet, or it could be age as in an era. As okay. Like, uh, you know, like the age of Aquarius or something like that. 
So you're 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 seeping into territory that's over my head. But okay, <laughs> well let, let's let's talk about the record. It yeah. was produced by the legendary Jack Andino, who produced Nirvana and Soundgarden and a ton of other bands. Um, was he the wizard behind the curtain, or was it more of a collaborative effort? Um, well, Jack and I worked together at Soundhouse Studio in uh, Seattle, and uh, we super. Um, yeah, we we've been friends for a long time, but he produced this one. We gave him basically all the reins on it. Um, I I just wanted to concentrate on the music, so he was definitely the uh, the man doing all the magic. Jack's a very cool guy. We uh, we've uh, crossed paths, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's awesome. I think he even um, he's in a band now called MKB Ultra, and I think oh yeah, part of MKB Ultra came here. Is that correct? Yeah, I don't think he can make it that night, but uh, yeah, we're I'm I'm a fan of that band for sure. Yes. Awesome. Um, well, let me hit you with this. Um, what is the band's official position on federal legislation to limit the flavors of Oreo cookies? How many flavors are okay before the government needs to step in and say enough's enough? What do you think? Um, I think Americans have too many choices. To, yes. To quote George Carlin. Yes. So um, I, I think less is more. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say 10 or 12 would be the max myself. There's like over 20. A pistachio or carrot cake Oreos? I don't think so. Keep, I, keep the double stuff. Th yeah, the double stuff I think is pretty much about where I... I know I didn't venture past that. There's like a chocolate coated one. Is there a chocolate coated double stuff? So yeah, maybe four. Yeah, maybe four. I don't know I, the mint ones. I really like the mint Oreos. Okay, me too. Five the for mint. him. Okay. Okay. See now that now we have problems. Well, next time you're at the store, just cruise the cookie aisle, and your mind will explode with options. It's just too much. That's just that's just me. But anyway, all right. Well, let, let's let me ask it. What are the band's long-term goals? Scott? Um, well, we got a tour coming up here in the fall. So that's, I guess, a little more short-term goal. But um, we're going to make it over to Europe. That'd be a longer-term goal sooner than later. Europe's good. Make sure you can get back here, though. I mean, you know. Maybe. We'll see how it is. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's another topic. We could discuss it later, at greater length later. But anyway, what's the name of the next song? And uh, can my co-host take out the toilet paper in his ears, or, or should he keep it in? Uh, actually, I'm going to need you to put some more in for the next oh, one. Okay. I yeah. will do it All right. right now. Thank we you. are prepared. Okay, well, let's do it. What's the name of it, by the way? This song's called Slug Mass. All right.
this is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hi, everybody. My name is Andy Dick, and uh, I don't know why, but you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Good luck with that. Uh, Spud, yeah. your last guest, Poppy Montgomery, is on the line holding for you. Now, is she related to that great actor, Montgomery Cliff? You know, my mom used to watch all of his movies. What's your name, scumbag? Uh, no, Poppy is an Australian actress who ha- has been on a couple American TV shows like Without a Trace and Unforgettable. Uh, she has a new one now on ABC, I think. My parents used to watch that Without a Trace show. I'd play video games mostly during it, but they really liked it. They want to shut of your mind talking about Justin Bieber! Uh, you know, there sure seem to be a lot of Australian people in movies and on TV. Do you think we're being invaded by immigrant actors and actresses from down under? I, I wonder if ICE is aware of this situation. I, I don't think it's a crisis well... right now, okay? And I think Poppy's a U.S. citizen, so, so you can rest easy. Very well. But all Americans need to be on their toes if we want to prevent hearing foreign accents in all of our movies and on all of our TV shows. You know, USA, USA, Spud. Yeah, uh, you, you kind of need to cut back on watching Hannity and Tucker Carlson so much. Uh, just put her through. Yeah, here she is. Say hello to actress Poppy Montgomery. Uh, thanks a bunch for coming on our show. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so you have a new series, Reef Break, airing on ABC uh, in this country on Thursday nights at 10, 9 central. It's set on a tropical island. Just where is Reef Island supposed to be? Well, it's supposed to be somewhere in the South Pacific. <laughs> but it's, um, it's, an, it's sort of a fictional island that looks really real. But it's, it's supposed to be an American territory in the, in the middle of the South Pacific. So it's sort of... Uh, more towards Fiji, Australia, that kind of area. Um, and actually, we're filming it in Australia, so oh. it's kind of, it, it looks really true to where it's supposed to be. We are actually filming in the South Pacific. Um, what, I'm just curious about this. What number sunscreen do they hand out to cast and crew members on the, on the show? I'm going to, I actually don't know and i have not been wearing my sunscreen because it makes my makeup slide right off my face and so i have been very bad about the sunscreen all right but it's i i'm guessing it's got to be spf 50 because because we get some good sun down here yeah that's yeah i've read that my mom always told me to go with at least 50 but anyway now you you play a former pro surfer uh sort of criminal who is now a fixer uh for the reef island government did you research the work of other fixers like say michael cohen or ray donovan for the role no, my character is much more sort of, um, this show is so is much more of a romp and a light, sort of bright, uh, you know, Magnum P.I. meets Baywatchy kind of vibe. Oh, but oh. I, uh, I came up with the idea, so I, I didn't really research the role as much as I researched the character I wanted to play on television and, and um, pitch to the networks. And it was... You know, I realized I, deep down in my soul, wanted to be a thieving cat burglar type who also surfs and stays a criminal but helps um, helps the governor's office kind of solve the fun cases on the island that they can't solve without her. Well, can I ask, do you surf, actually, in, like, in your own, in your 
personal life? Off, off screen? Well, as a teenager, I surfed. Oh. Um, and I wasn't very good. And then when I came up, but that's why I wanted to make my character on this show an amazing surfer. Basically, I'm living vicariously through this character. So I started surfing again right before we started filming, and I'm still not very good. But my stunt double is amazing. All right. And I'm a really good paddler. I can paddle like no one's ever seen. I paddle fast, and I paddle deep. Does does every kid in Australia have a surfboard? I was just—I mean, does every kid there surf like in America? Every kid has like a video game controller in their hands after birth. Is surfing kind of a like as a you know part of regular day life? You know, only if you live on the beaches. Um, but but I do think there's a big surf community here for sure, and and really they're ex- exceptional surfers, and the water is beautiful. So uh, I'm just in awe of all of the these guys and girls who can get up and ride these insane waves. Right, Which right. is why we built it into the show. Okay. Well, the show's also airing in France, which I find really interesting. Do they, do they use subtitles there, or do you dub in French in post-production? They dub in French in post-production, and weirdly, it actually kind of matches. Huh. And I've had the same person dubbing my voice, who sounds just like me in French, for seven seasons of Without a Trace, all seasons of Unforgettable, and is now doing Reef Break as well. Wow. Uh, well, speaking of those two shows, I mean, you, you've you had some long-running shows. Uh, what, what, seven seasons for, for Without a Trace and five for Unforgettable? Are you ready for a long one on this one? Because uh, that's a lot of beach Absolutely. time. No, I love it. I, I drive jet skis. I, I drive speedboats. I get to surf. Huh. All of our water stunts are done actually out in the ocean. We don't use green screen. We really shoot on the water. And it's a blast. I love every second of it. Well, I was thinking uh, there are worse work environments because between takes you could like fly kites or make sandcastles um, to kill time. You know, that's that's a pretty nice work environment. Yeah, and I get to kind of play myself. I created, I came up with a character that was about as close to me as she as I could possibly get. So I basically just come to work and I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm here. It's me. Awesome. All right. Um, no, it's, it's been really fun playing this and, and doing and doing this show specifically because it does have so much action, adventure, surf, sex, sunshine. It's all there. That's pretty much everything. That, uh, yeah, and a viewer would want to see. Uh, well, let, let's take a look back. Let's take a look back. In 2001, you played Marilyn Monroe in the miniseries Blonde, which received great reviews. How scary was it to play you know, one of the greatest icons in movie history? It was terrifying. It was, um, I was completely taken aback, and I'm Australian, so for me to play an iconic American um, legend was was one of the scarier moments. Um, most exciting, but also one of the more scary, oh God, can I, can I pull it off moments in my career. Well, I bet. Um, uh, 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 Spud, what? Well, listen, I'll, I'll make this brief. I was wondering, can you pick me up tomorrow morning after I drop off my car at Jiffy Loop? It's been over 3,000 miles since I had the oil change. Actually, I think the odometer said right now, as I speak, it's been 3,129 miles since the last oil change. Uh, Poppy, I need a moment here. Uh, Dude, could this not wait until after the show? And that 3,000 miles deal is a line of crap. It's at least like 11 or 16,000 miles before you gotta change the oil. 
Well, okay, first of all, I don't want to forget to ask later, as lately you've been taken off immediately after the show's over without saying a word to us here in the studio. Like last week, I had some snickerdoodle cookies my wife made that I was going to give to you, but poof, you disappeared. I would like to leave right after the show is over, but interns have to clean up and make sure everything's put back before I can leave. Uh, you know, one day you're going to look back on your days as an intern here and, and thank me for this opportunity, Chance. So, so Spud, can, can you pick me up tomorrow? Yeah, and, and if your wife ever makes any chocolate chip cookies without nuts, uh, I'll hang around, okay? Uh, but i, I got to get back to the interview. Okay, Poppy, I'm back. Well, you know, I was I was looking at your 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 background and stuff, and I don't I don't know if this is true or not. Is it is it that your brother was named Jethro Tull? Because that's pretty neat. Yeah, my brother was named Jethro Tull. All my sisters are flowers. We have Rosie Thorn, Daisy Yellow, Marigold Sun, Lily Bell, and me, Poppy Petals. And my daughter is named Violet. One of my daughters. So we we're carrying on the tradition proudly. Oh, that's so... Man, I, I wish my parents would have named me, like, Jefferson Airplane Goodman or Mott the Hoople Goodman. Way better than... Way better than Spud. I mean, your parents sound so cool. But, all right. Uh, yeah, I, I know I know you got to go, so let me close this conversation with my required talk show question. Poppy Montgomery, what has been your most memorable moment in showbiz? Oh, I think... Well, playing Marilyn Monroe was definitely one of them. But right. meeting Hugh Hefner after I played Marilyn Monroe might be another big one, too. Ooh. Going to the Playboy Mansion and being like, oh, my God, this place actually exists. That was pretty epic. Yeah, uh, for sure. Wow. Um, okay, well, you got to scoot. I know that. So let me remind our listeners that your new ABC series, Reef Island, is now airing on Thursday nights at 10, 9 Central. Hey, thank you so very much for checking in with us. Thank you. It was such a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. There you have it, Ms. Poppy Montgomery. My, how time flies. So can we put this stupid idea of shortening the length of this radio show to bed now? I feel I've made a very strong case that smaller is not a good thing. I mean, in other parts of life, you know, yeah, okay, me, you know, maybe some good things come in small packages. I think the reason why is I've just been like so unhappy. Well, I know for a fact that our executive producer is seriously considering this proposal and it only makes common sense. And it only makes common sense as there well. is considerable research that indicates those millennials consume their entertainment programming in very small, tiny, in fact, increments. It's been reported that the average millennial prefers to view or listen to things in like two to three minute segments. I'm not doing a three minute radio show. Uh, I could barely get through my opening statement to the listeners. I mean, we couldn't even get to the musical guest that quickly. I think I'm a millennial, and I can watch or listen to something for more than three minutes. Okay, yeah. I, I can last at least eight or nine minutes before I get bored. I've always been proud of being a little different than my peers. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, my Aunt Dorothy, your fiancé, likes to watch that Hallmark Channel, especially around the holidays, and those sappy movies all last two hours with commercial breaks. How, how, how do you deal with that? 
When you love someone, you make an effort to do things to make them happy. I'm able to sit through those Hallmark movies because of my devotion to her, and yeah, really? I sometimes play a video game or two on my phone. I try and be low-key with it. Yes, but if I asked your listeners what they would prefer, I think you'd be surprised to learn that very few of them listen to the full show, the whole 60 minutes. You know, they have lives to live. Will you shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! As I am filling in as the show's designated laugher, I don't know if this is something I'm supposed to do, but the board's telling me there's a caller on the line who wants to add his opinion on this topic. Do you want to take the well, call? Uh, it, it kind of depends on what the caller's going to say. If he agrees with me, then sure. You know, Can someone like vet the guy before we put him on the air? Have you ever dated a playmate? I refuse to answer. Uh, you listen, that would be censorship, Spud. You can't silence dissenting opinions. You may be the host of the show, but you're not. Fine, the fine, fine. Just, just put it through, and I'll deal with them. Call you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, am I on the air? Hello. Yeah, 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 dude. You're on the air. Now, what do you want to say about this well, thing well, we're talking about? Well, first time caller, you know, um, and and I'm calling okay. in because I think it's a good idea to cut back the show okay, to like so he's 20 pro, minutes so, or so. Okay. Yeah, well. Yeah, 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 because uh, because people like me don't have a full hour to burn, you know. But uh, caller, we're talking about one measly hour. I mean, you waste more than that each day, you know, staring at your receding hairline or, or thumbing through an Us magazine. Come on. Hey, hey, hey! First thing, man, I got a great hair. But, you got great yeah, hair. Okay, that's I really cool. I get your point. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, personally, I use your show to help me with my meditation. I try to listen live meditation? and TM. Meditation. But, Sometimes, but I got to go to your website and listen to an older episode. You know, I, I can't explain it, but there's something in your voice that puts me in a complete state of relaxation. It, caller, if this show puts you to sleep, then so be it. All we care about is that you, along with your friends and family, are listening to it. It smells really good. Well, yeah, I, I didn't say I go to sleep listening to the show. Oh. I practice TM. See, TM is transcendental that transcendental meditation. Yeah, listen to that transcendental uh, meditation. I told you about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. They recommend it's, that meditators do so in cool. silence. But you see, that's when I fall asleep. Anyway, caller, can, can I ask if you even listen to the show while you're meditating? That's what I want to know. I hate to think that all my wittiness is going to waste if, if you're zoned out or something. This guy's been stoned since the third grade. Spud, this guy's kind of lame. Do you want the board to hang up on him? Lame? Who said that? Lame? Uh, yeah, yeah, nothing Seriously. personal. Seriously. Yeah, but but Chance has a point. You're not exactly compelling radio. We appreciate you taking the time to call him. We got we got to go now. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Is there some kind of prize for callers? I mean, I think I was very no. interesting. Um, you know, how many meditators have ever called in before? You know, how, how about some free concert tickets? You stupid, ignorant son of a dumb. Uh, caller, we don't have a budget for freebies. I, I might have a few cassettes that I wouldn't mind parting with, but I'd have to run out to my car and see what I have handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cassettes, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, it's okay. Don't worry about a yeah. prize. Uh, we got to go. Know, I, we we got to go. Got another call coming in. Yeah, um, oh, you're gonna, oh, you got I'll another call later. coming in. No, we have another call coming in. Did, did, they, did he just did he hang up on us I, before I, I, I can hang up on him? I think he hung up on us, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, you, you know this show is, is going to be shortened. If that's what's going to happen... Understand this. I hope everyone knows this. I will not be sharing what little airtime I will have left. It'll just be me and me only. That's what? for sure. What? 
Well, yes, wait, that's you heard not it. what was proposed. That would be something that would have to be approved. No, no, there, by there would be no need for anyone, but maybe, maybe someone on the board, like one person, with no time for musical guests or really to interview anyone. I guess I would just riff for a few minutes, and that would be it. I, I, I guess I could try it and, and see if it'd work. What but you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. You, no, 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 no. That, that would not be prudence, bud. Ma- okay, maybe, okay, listen, fine. we should reconsider this. I may not have given this sufficient thought. Too late, no. Oh, we can talk about it at the next staff meeting. Uh, right now, let me sign off. I am Spud Goodman. Be all you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Copyright 2019, Spud Goodman Productions.